When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. How have things been? Are you guys staying healthy? Are you guys staying well? It's uh, it's one of those things where life is very fragile, and the more you see people get sick around you, the more you realize that you may not have as long as you think you have on this planet. So, trying to do my best to enjoy it, and you know, you never know when you're going to come down with something. You know, just brought just brought a family member in, thought they were all healthy. Nope. Had had hardcore pneumonia, you know. So it's just one of those things you have to be aware of, you know. Being a being a family member, you know, uh, a brother, sister, child of a parent that might need care and that kind of thing. So anyway, enough of that. But it is important to think about, you know. It's, it it definitely correlates to the stuff that we talk about here on the podcast, which is, you know, we do talk about near death experiences. We talk about other dimensions, you know, and as we come into this next part of the year, you know, I've come to realize I've had a lot of people that have passed on, you know, in the past few years and, or have gotten sick. And, um, you know, as you grow up, you realize that you become the old person (laughs) eventually. And it's not always what you think it's going to be. You know, everybody always wants to grow up and be big and, and have the, uh, have the power, but then once you have your adult power, you realize you hardly have any of it at all. (laughs) So, what should we talk about today? So I have to say that even though the vast majority of the podcasts that I do are alien-based, I have so much interest in near-death experiences in the next realm of life, in the spiritual realm, just as much as I do uh, with aliens. And, you know... even though this podcast is going to be about different races and how many millions upon billions of different races there could be out there, um, it's also worthy to note that even though we're talking about different beings out there, physical beings, the more we think about the fact that there are different planes of existence will equally be worth your while because eventually we're all going to transition. Eventually, we're all going to transition into a different, different energy source, and 
as I've been evaluating my life and, you know, life in general, existentialism, you have to think about what's the legacy you're going to leave behind. Because this life isn't going to last forever. I can tell you right now, I'm halfway through it and it's gone so fast. I'm probably more than halfway through it. I think they say you're the true midlife for most folks is about in your, you know, mid, mid to early 30s. Because think about it, by the time you hit 60, 66, 65, you know, how likely are you to more, more likely be having a heart attack or some, some health problems. So really your midlife is really in your 30s, not your 40s. Uh, not a lot of people make it to 80. <laughs> so I'm thinking about legacy. I'm thinking about what am I leaving behind? Am I leaving behind love and peace and harmony? I try. It's not always perfect. I'm not perfect with kids or with, you know, my spouse, but I think when I, when I talk about what, you know, what's important on the planet and ideally what's important on the planet, our ideals are important, but so are our actions. And so hopefully your actions are reflecting your ideals. And if you feel like there's an area in your life to, to do better, to increase your effectiveness with love or kind or uh, patience or, uh, you know, providing tranquility to those around you. Think about how you can do that. Think about how you can bring that to your family, to yourself, to your external family, to your work family, to your community and eventually the world. Right. So that's the cool thing about having a podcast, you know, for anybody that wants to start one is you can reach out to people and give them hope give them guidance, you know, from your experience, right? We're not all great, great, you know, magical wizards of knowledge or anything like that, but we all have our own experience and we can bring that to, to the table. So today I, I did come across a pretty cool article that talked about 36 alien races living in the Milky Way and that humans are composed of 22 different alien races, says famous astronaut. But what I'm mostly interested in, I mean, I talk about genetic farm races all the time. I'm mostly interested in like these 36 alien races that live in the Milky Way and a uh, uh, astrologist, I guess you'd say, um, and scientist from 1837. Um, his name is uh, Thomas Dick from uh, Scotland, and he's, he estimated that there's at least 22 billion aliens living on every surface of the solar system. Other sources indicated 22 trillion. So I'm trying to figure this out. He's saying that there's 22 billion aliens living on every surface of the solar system. So every surface, like every planet that I'm assuming he means. Um, and he had a grand idea, which was to construct a massive triangle or ellipsis of several miles uh, near Siberia or any other country for aliens to observe with unassisted eyes. So he's trying to make some sort of image that people could see or aliens could see from the sky. Um, and he stated, uh, they stated, though it may seem completely ludicrous, such thoughts assist the human consciousness in expanding its exploration of the enormous universe. And that's just one person. Also in 1835, 
an astronomer named John Herschel claimed to discover life on the moon. Herschel reported he built a massive telescope in South Africa and magnified celestial bodies by up to 42,000 times. He stated he saw enormous monsters and humans also on the moon when he pointed at it. The story later apparently became the world's most famous media hoax. However, there are people who debate whether or not this is truly the case. Maybe this story has some legs. We're not 100% sure. So I think that's really interesting. The Great Moon Hoax of the New York Sun of 1835. Well, you know what's funny is, I don't know if he was hoaxing or not, or if he was able to create that kind of a magnification on a massive telescope, but the fact is, it's not a lie. I mean, maybe he saw it, maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't see it, but they're there. There's aliens there, there's humans there. Um, so were they there back in the 18, early 1800s? I don't know. Uh, aliens for sure were, but we don't know about humans. Um, moving forward, uh, Dr. Nolan from uh, uh, MIT um, and Lex Freeman, a research scientist from MIT, discussed the potential for other alien civilizations in the universe. He stated innumerable. Couldn't even count it. I would be surprised uh, at, at what a waste of space this would be for just, of, just for us. Look at what kinds of empires have risen and fallen across that space that we'll never know about. That is truly fascinating. It's sad uh, to not know about something so grand, but think about all of all of just in our short span of of written down documented history, all of these great empires that have risen and fallen, just in our own time. Think about America. America's a baby country compared to every other country out there. Think about Rome and how it rose to prominence and then it fell. I mean, you know, there's there's so many um, great empires out there. The Chinese Empire that came, you know, and the Persian Empire, you know, that that uh, the 300 uh, Spartans fought. You know, I mean, there's just so many empires that have fallen, uh, risen to prominence and then fallen. Um, so there's a lot of people that believe that we are we are on the fall of this civilization as well. Um, as we can see, there's kind of some signs with that. Um, could any alien race be in contact with the human race? Of course they can. What a silly question. <laughs> but former Apollo astronaut Al Warden stated that, um, he stated, we are the aliens, but we just think we are somebody else. But we are the ones who came from somewhere else because someone else had to survive and they got into a little spacecraft, then they came and landed here, and they started civilization here. And if you don't believe me, go back and get some books on the ancient Sumerians and see what they had to say. They'll tell you right up front. Now that's former Apollo astronaut Al Warden. Isn't it interesting that there's so many astronauts out there that are literally telling us that we came from the stars, and there's all this black budget projects that are going on like Neil Armstrong told us about and there's aliens on the moon like um Buzz Aldrin told us about and um Edgar Mitchell these guys flew to the moon guys 
they're telling it straight to our face. They're they're violating their, you know, non-disclosure agreements to tell us that there's freaking aliens out there near us. And uh, nobody really, nobody really seems to care, mostly because we're trying to survive. We're going about our lives and just trying to survive here. Um, but, you know, if we had enough money, enough energy, we'd probably want to find out what's going on. We'd want to go up to the moon and find out. Maybe maybe they got some nice coffee lattes up there, some Starbucks, Starbucks. Maybe it's Moonbucks up there, um, and uh, you know, maybe we want to go up there. But maybe that's why the Department of Energy has such a stranglehold on all these UFOs and uh, spacecraft and energy in general, because they don't want us to go up there and start some sort of intergalactic conflict conflict that we can't get ourselves out of because we're too ignorant. The CIA, going back to this interesting article on infinityexplorers.com, CIA declassified around 12 million pages of information in 2017 talking about the Stargate program. I talk about this all the time. I don't need to tell you any more about it other than they went back and looked at 1 million years BC with a remote viewer and were able to engage with some very tall, very thin people who were wearing some, st some kind of strange clothing according to Joseph McMonagle, remote viewer number one. Another account uh, of aliens in our galaxy and how many there may be uh, outside of our galaxy um, comes from John Lear, a CIA pilot. Lear discussed a July 1987 incident in which a massive UFO allegedly tracked a cargo jet over Anchorage, Alaska, and in 1975, the incident in which UFOs allegedly lingered over the strategic air command sites. In an interview for On the Record, a 30-minute television show in KLS Las Vegas in 1987 with George Knapp, who we all know about, great, great UFO and paranormal researcher, um, Lear stated, The problem is not only just the fact that there are five and possibly as many as 10 different civilizations visiting us. Apparently, these are his quotes, and this is from the research that he has done, at least 90% of them are hostile. And when I say hostile, if not hostile, they have a completely different set of morals than we do. And Lear made several assertions on the Coast to Coast radio program um, that might be difficult for people to accept. He stated in 1953, a UFO collided with an extraterrestrial uh, named EBE-3, who assisted the U.S. in developing alien technology spacecraft. He stated the spacecraft was able to deliver them to the moon in less than 60 minutes. NASA launched a mission to Mars in 1966. So after 62, going to the moon in less than 60 seconds, NASA launched a mission to Mars in 1966 he also states what's more is humans were able to were adapted to breathe in the thin atmosphere on mars that's interesting lear also stated that nasa astronauts visited mars in 1966 and lear felt the astronauts had been preparing for this journey for extended periods of time they injected various medications into humans to aid their adaption to the marsh climate According to NASA, because the astronauts could breathe rarefied Martian air, NASA was able to launch humans to the red planet for extended periods of time. What's also interesting is when we talk about multiple races visiting us, we also have Alex Collier, a well-known uh, contactee 
uh, from aliens from the constellation Andromeda for over 30 years. And he stated that um, throughout his frequent conversations with them, he was able to learn about uh, an ancient alien race known as the Founders, a uh, group of aliens who were responsible for creating the environments on planets to make them habitable. According to the Andromedans and Pleiadians, this ancient alien race is known as the Pa-Tal, P-A-A-T-A-L. He even stated that aliens are capable of removing moons in order to shift the planet's orbit around the sun to regulate the amount of radiation. Andromedans are capable of creating a solar system. So they're basically gods. Good to know. Collier also states that uh, humans are comprised of 22 extraterrestrial races. He stated in an interview that human existence originated in the constellation Lyra and stated that Andromedan aliens were identical to humans in every manner. They stood about four to eight feet tall, possessed white and blue skin, and even discussed the missing children at the impending New World Order, the evil forces grip over world leaders, and the presence of reptilian aliens and Earth's and the universe's history. Collier is an interesting dude, man. He's given us a lot of information, a lot of information over the years. Um, there's also um, one of the most secretive scientists in the, U in the United States, William Tompkins, who lived to 2017, stated that uh, he worked with the uh, alien intelligence in a secret space program in a book called Selected by Extraterrestrials, My Life in Top Secret Worlds of UFO, Think Tanks, and Nordic Secretaries. He addressed two distinct alien species in that uh, memoir, the Draco, whose stated goal was to eradicate mankind from the planet. That makes you feel wanted and loved. And the Nordics, who aided the U.S. in launching the Apollo program. Isn't that interesting? You know, I've heard, like, different variations on the... Uh, on the reptilians, some good, some bad, but you know what, doesn't it seem to you that we all have this like innate, uh, kind of repugnance to reptilian reptiles in general, that humans just don't want to be around reptilians. Like, you know, we're aware that they're dangerous. We're aware that they have the potential to strike us and that we're kind of like just general mortal enemies to some degree. Um, at least that's the way I feel. I mean, you know, I know there's, I know there's reptilian lovers out there, and I know there's, there's, uh, there's, you know, alligator lovers, and and we've got, you know, the, the crocodile hunter, and he he loved animals and all that. But I think that there is a sense of you know hesitance when it comes to uh, these species. So how many species do you think are out there? You know, how many species are in our solar system, for example, I mean, you know, let's say humans are here on Earth, and we there's no other human-like creatures here on Earth, right? Like, that we are aware of, that are on the surface, that are interacting with us on a regular basis. Not really. There's only us. Let's say there's the Venusians, right, from Venus, and they are, they are the only bipedal dominant species on that planet and maybe there were martians or maybe there still are and they're underneath mars well just in our solar system you know you could say there's maybe a species on every planet or maybe 80 percent of the planets 
and that's just in our solar system. Okay, and there's like millions of solar systems in the just the galaxy alone. Okay, so now you're talking about you know a solar system can have anywhere from ten to innumerous planets, you know, around it, you know, hovering around a sun, you know, and there's planetoids as well. We have Ceres that's a planetoid uh, in our system. There's moons that are on our system. So the the sheer potential to have just an ungodly amount of species around us is definite. Um, and when it comes to John Lear saying 90% of them are hostile or at least don't have our set of morals, that seems interesting to me. Um, I wonder what he means by our set of morals. Does he mean that um, they kidnap us and they take us and they do experiments on us? That's immoral? Well, we kidnap cows and eat them and we kidnap chickens and eat them and we do experiments on rabbits. We're not better than they are, um, you know, unless they're, they're keeping people and torturing them, you know endlessly or something like that, you know, but I mean to say that, um, you know, even if another species didn't return us to our beds, which they are doing, they're returning us to our beds, which is awfully nice. They don't have to do that. Um, even if they didn't do that and they were eating us, it doesn't mean they would be necessarily worse than we are. Shit. We eat alligators. We eat everything everything we get our hands on so unless you're a vegetarian which hey by all means i applaud you good job um you know i was a vegetarian for a little while too but um you know when it comes to the amount of species out there i mean it it all boils down to survival of the fittest and apex predators man you know whoever has the most power the most capability to become the apex predator will and um these reptilians they have worked and worked and worked diligently scientifically to blend multiple different dna into their into their species and i'll tell you what smart as hell because now physically they're dominant they're like 12 to 14 feet tall they're strong as hell they're fast as hell they have telepathic powers they can they can control you with their mind they can they can show you what you want to see they can walk amongst us with their technology. Okay? That's how good they are. So, when you think that we are the apex predators, yeah, maybe, just on this planet. But if they're here, and they're controlling things, that's just one species out of millions out there that could be dominating our planet and maybe others it's something interesting to think about but you know what in the meantime you know don't be despondent because we're not always going to be here forever <laughs> we're going to be moving on to the light source to the source um where there's peace love and tranquility so um this is a tough place to be i heard that, the, that earth is one of the most difficult schools uh or locations to to live on um, as a terrestrial you know, so give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing a good job. Especially given the fact that there may be other forces at play that are dominating the power here on the planet. And other extraterrestrials out there that we don't even know about yet. Which I'm fascinated to find out about. 
So, um, yeah, I just wanted to put, throw a few few older scientists out there for you to think about, learn about, read about. Um, because, you know, we don't know a lot about our history. We don't know a lot about ufology history, people interested in ufology. I mean, it's only come about since, you know, the 50s, and we don't know about it before then. So the more information we have, the better. And the more that these maybe newspaper articles that we can get from the 1800s or maybe even 1700s um, are fascinating. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I'm going to come back with another one, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you guys are having a great weekend, taking care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally, and as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.